Hello, welcome to the Playcube Gamecast, and today we are making a bunch of enemies. <laughs> That's one way to put it, Chase. Uh, today we are talking about PETA. That's right. People for the ethical treatment of animals. But, Chase, tell them about our poll that we have running right now. Well, right now, as of Monday, April 11th, we are running a poll on our Instagram page where you get to decide if PETA is for the people for ethical treatment of animals or people eating tasty animals. You'll be able to find out the results of the poll in the show notes. But it's going to be like five people voting. Yeah, so don't get too excited. <laughs> so why are we talking about PETA? That is a great question. What does PETA have to do with retro video games? It's simple. PETA also makes video games. You heard him right, ladies and gentlemen. PETA has video games. Now, PETA was founded back in 1980 in Norfolk, Virginia, which is somewhere I've never even heard of. I've heard of it, but I spend a lot of time looking at maps for no reason. But that's the only reason I've heard of it. Really? Yeah, it, it's a thing I do. Okay, so this was founded by Ingrid Newkirk and Alex Pacheco. It's currently led by the Butcher of Norfolk herself, Ingrid Newkirk. <laughs> uh, oh boy. So they have like four main coal, four main core goals, really. It's just more like uh, destroying the factory and fur farming, mm -hmm. animal testing, the use of animals in entertainments, and it promotes a vegan lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Are you vegan? I am not. I like cheese. <laughs> I mean, meat is okay, but if we're being real, if we are being 100% real, why I am not vegan and could possibly never be, I like cheese. I mean, it, it, it's fair to say dairy products, because I do like ice cream. But I love cheese. I myself prefer a low-carb lifestyle. That involves a lot of meat. Okay, that's fair. Not to the animals, according to PETA, but that's fair. It's uh, already hard to take out the bread and rice and pasta. But if you try to be vegan and keto, that's just living life on hard mode. Can you even do that? Like, can you do vegan keto? Essentially, yes. It just involves a lot more avocados. I don't like avocados. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> uh, so I see I don't like avocados, but that is not true. I don't like avocado-based things. Like, I don't like guacamole. Mm. But I, I kind of like mashed avocado with nothing else in it. But, like, I don't like avocado slices. I don't like guacamole. I just... Avocado is not my thing. Hmm. So it's just crushed avocado then for you. Yeah. So I tried it on... What did I try it on? I think it was like an egg sandwich that I had made. Um, so it was bread, cooked egg, and then half of a avocado just, like, mixed, like, uh, like whisked, but with a fork, basically. And so, yeah. 
nothing fancy about it. And it was okay. Like, I would eat it again, but I'm not one of those people that are like, oh my god, I just love avocados. Like, no. No. Oh, boy. Yeah, I'm like the little boy on the Jimmy Kimmel show that, I think it was Jimmy Kimmel, maybe. Uh, I can't remember. Um, But he was like, it's an avocado. Thanks. That that's how I feel about avocados. Wow. Say, now I'm thinking it's Jimmy Fallon. I can't remember. Some late night talk show that I've never actually seen. I mean, they can go either or. But basically the premise behind the skit or not skit cuz it was real. It was basically give your kids a weird Christmas gift and then record their reaction. And he got an avocado for Christmas and he was very happy for his avocado, like in a grateful way. Like, I'm not going to be like, mom, why the hell did you give me an avocado? <laughs> but, but basically that little boy, like looking at this avocado, like what the hell is this? And just saying, thanks. That's me with avocados. Well then, mental note, never feed Mushi an avocado. That just means more avocados for you, Chase. Hey, I have three in my fridge right now. Good for you. I'll keep it over here safely. Yes, I hope you enjoy it. Alright, so... PETA, also, is against eating meat, fishing, killing animals, which is very ironic, and keeping chained backyard dogs and just any kind of animal fighting ever. Okay, so, so I mean, if, if you... Like, just read that all at face value. It's a pretty noble cause. Like, the things that they're founded on, not wanting to have the fur farming getting rid of animal testing and then no animals in entertainment or at least those violent entertainments. Like they're all noble things that they're trying to accomplish. But what the issue comes in with is how they're trying to accomplish some of these things. Yeah, because uh, they believe pet population is currently overpopulated. Right. And sure, PETA has the shelters in place, and they will take any dog or cat or any pet, really. But they don't survive long enough in these shelters. So between the years 1998 and 2019, of the 49,737 dogs and cats PETA received... 41,539 were killed. Is that correct, Chase? Yeah, that's roughly about as accurate as you can get it. Okay. And the reasoning behind this is because they believe that animals should receive the gift of euthanasia to end their suffering if they are in shelters. Which is a terrible sentiment, and it cost them a lot of money back in 2017 when they took a young girl's chihuahua and promptly killed it almost like a week later. Yikes. Yeah, they paid out like $49,000 to that family, which is way too low for all that trauma. Oh yeah, definitely way too low, because I know I would be fighting tooth and nail if that happened to my dog. And for those of you who are thinking, well, don't let your dog run away. Don't, like, like, it's not that simple. We're not here to discuss the benefits of a no-kill shelter versus a... 87% kill shelter, or something like this. We're here to talk about the games that PETA did. Because in 2001, they began to experiment with Flash games. Oh Oh. gosh, not Flash! (laughs) Oh man, time to break out new grounds. Gonna watch me some foamy. (laughs) 
Okay, so in 2001, they're starting their um, game, their video games against what is it, the food campaigns at the time? Yeah, so like anti dairy was uh, Kentucky Fried Cruelty or something like that. So a few different things, and so our first notable one that we wanted to talk about was Super Chick Sisters that they released in 2007. Essentially, Colonel Sanders, yes, that's right, Colonel Sanders of KFC, is Bowser, yes, Bowser, of the Mario franchise, and he kidnaps Princess Peach, who is acting as a stand-in Pamela Anderson, for simply revealing that the KFC's secret recipe is chicken cruelty. Yeah, so you play as either Chick or Nugget, and they're both tiny little chickens. So Chick and Nugget are Mario and Luigi, okay. And you go around the levels collecting little tiny baby chickens. And you stomp on the heads of literally spiders with the head of Colonel Sanders on it. Okay. That's... It's definitely a product of its time. (laughs) It sounds like it. All these games we're going to mention are all free to play on the PETA official website. Now, Chase, did you play any of these in preparation? I've played all the games (laughs) we've talked about. Oh my gosh. Oh. They're not long. They're about maybe five minutes, give or take. Okay. Okay. That that sounds really long to me. All right. So the next <laughs> game came out one year later. Cooking Mama. Mama kills animals. How do you make Cooking Mama into something like this? Like, Cooking Mama, you're just making food. All right. So you're making a Thanksgiving meal in the most disgusting way possible. You're using a fresh turkey. Like, you freshly pluck it you pull out the organs so we're doing frontier style cooking and there's blood everywhere oh yeah the thing about PETA games yeah they're not afraid to use blood so you have mama who's a crazed depraved looking mama with a knife in one hand and a deaf stare in the face trying to tell you hey you need to be mean to these animals to make it right Okay. And everything looks absolutely disgusting. You make turkey, you make dressing, you make gravy. And at the Ew, very it's end. giblet gravy. Yeah, oh. giblet gravy. Ugh. And at the very end, Mama decides she finally found the life. The light. She sees the light. Hallelujah. It's time to go vegan. <laughs> what the hell? So what happens after she goes vegan? She decides to prepare one final dish. The tofurkey. Okay. You get a full brick of tofu, you mash it down, you form it up, you baste it in sauce, and you roast it to a nice golden brown. So who did she serve this tofurkey to? Uh, The same people you served the turkey and dressing to. Okay. So just like her family or whatever, she wasn't serving it to like a turkey? I hope not. I mean, (laughs) like, so I'm just thinking of this game. And this is how they're choosing to get their point across. And then I think of how Animal Crossing has always done their Thanksgiving event, or they call it Turkey Day. Um, They try to keep most of the holidays um, neutral. So, like, they're worldwide because, you know, everybody calls them something a little bit different. Um, So they call it Turkey Day. And in the latest rendition of the game, New Horizons, Franklin is a celebrity chef. He's a turkey, by the way. He shows up on your island, and you are helping him gather ingredients 
to make the Thanksgiving feast. The first year they did this, were there pumpkins the first year or the second year? How long has the game been out? It's only been out two years now. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, three. 2020, 2021, and then 2022. Yeah, it's been about two years. I don't know how to count. I don't know how to do math. <laughs> this is why Chase has to do all of the numbers and everything because I don't under- understand anything. Anyway, basically, in Animal Crossing, all of your villagers are animals, except for you. You're the only human in the game, unless you have whoever else playing with you, then they're the secondary human. But everybody else in town, well, you know this. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, all of the ingredients are supposed to be animal friendly. Which I guess you could make the argument about the fish. Like, obviously, that's not friendly to fish. But it's friendly to all of the other animals. So if you have pig animals on your island, nobody's eating pork. It's like everybody's eating fish or they're eating pumpkin pie or carrots and other interesting dishes that Franklin cooks up. And so... There's ways to do it that are like this, that are nice. Or like in older versions of the game where you hide the silverware so you can't have Thanksgiving dinner. Wow. But PETA chose to do it like this. So like literally just for the shock factor is what I'm getting at. Yeah, they love their controversy. Like even in their campaigns, just recently, they had the uh, human leather. Oh my god. I don't want to know. Yeah, it was just a jacket made from Dave down the street. <laughs> Poor Dave. There, Even the reviews of that fake website was like, hey, they sent me a bunch of lotion and told me to lather up, and they wanted to know my address and my times when I was alone. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta appreciate good satire. I mean, say what you want about PETA, but they know how to make a joke and just run with it. That is true. So let's see, that was in 2008. And then in 2009, so at this point, they're putting out a game every year. They have a game called New Super Chick Sisters. So again, the new Super Mario Brothers ripoff. Ronald McDonald. So we've upgraded from Colonel Sanders (laughs) to Ronald McDonald himself. Has kidnapped Pamela Anderson. What is their obsession with Pamela Anderson? and plans to make her part of his unhappy meals, along with the chickens who are tortured, or sorry, with the chicken who is tortured for his McNuggets. So, to go back to your Pamela Anderson question, she's a well-known vegan and a supporter of PETA. Really? I did not know that. Just recently for Valentine's Day, a few, like a couple months back, they had a campaign with her picture on it, Like a little black and white photo of her laying on a bed saying, Vegans make better lovers. Okay. So, take that for what you will. I mean, I don't pay attention to the stars, so definitely never would have seen that. Never would have known about it if you didn't mention it. I didn't even know about it until I saw Pamela Anderson twice in this thing. I was just like, wait, what? (laughs) Like, why are we so obsessed with her? So, the gameplay is pretty much just like the first one, but... Newer, I guess. Well, I mean, it's just following the the Mario Brothers. We have the Mario Brothers, or and the, or sorry, Super Mario Brothers, and then we have the new Super Mario Brothers game. Yeah, I didn't really play this game that much. I just was like, oh, it's just like the first one. Go figure. Just kind of check it out, type thing. Makes sense. Yeah. 
Alright, so next year, Super Tofu Boy 2010. Edmund McMillan, the developer for Super Meat Boy, the indie game of that year, decided to troll PETA to make a to make a parody on his game. He made various fake accounts on their official forums. And eventually PETA was like, hey. So this is meat. Let's make it tofu instead. Thus, Super Tofu Boy was born. Okay. Sounds weird. It's a pretty much a standard platform, just like Super Meat Boy. Except you save Super Meat Boy's girlfriend from Meat Boy himself. It's really weird. It sounds kind of weird. Was he going to eat her? Like, I hope not. So. Why, why does she need saving? <laughs> so Team Meat decided to one-up PETA. And be like, hey, we're going to bring your Tofu Boy into our game, Super Meat Boy. But because he's vegan, he can't jump high, he can't run fast. He just sucks overall. Apparently you need protein, protein yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now, the one thing about all these games is they always have, like, vegetarian and vegan messages between each levels. So you know just how many chickens died or... The de-beaking process of KFC. So these are propaganda tools for vegetarians and vegans everywhere. But it doesn't get as bad as next year, 2011. Tell them about it, Chase. So let me paint the scene. The Wii U had just came out. Super Mario 3D Land. Wait, that land? Is that for the 3DS or Wii U? Um, it could honestly be either. <laughs> Wait, World was for the Wii U. Alright, 3D Land had just came out to the DS, featuring Mario in his iconic Tanuki suit from, like, Super Mario Brothers 3 or something. And PETA took offense to that. Angry. So in this game, Mario kills Tanuki. You play a skin Tanuki. You see the skin, you see the blood, you see the skull popping out, and you chase down a f- demonic flying Mario trying to get your fur back. Ugh. I played this game on my phone, and I was so bad at it, I just switched to the PC. Oh my gosh. Because all you have is just one button. Jump. Oh. So I'd get stuck on like various blocks and ledges and just fall over the edge, and I'm just like, no! Womp womp. That's me playing anything. But luckily, I was able to survive the one-minute mark and capture and beat up Mario and get your fur back. Well, that's good. (laughs) It's just very bloody. I would imagine so. Apparently, Tanookis are skinned alive for their fur. Well, according to PETA, anyway. I don't know. Neither do I. There's some aspects of the food industry and fur industry I'd rather not know, you know? Yeah, but also, that's... Part of PETA's platform is we don't want to know it because we're too disgusted, too upset, too whatever by it. And so that's why they bring it to the light. To try to persuade people to try to use fear fear and scare tactics to get them on their side and to help make a difference for the animals. Does that make them effective at it? Like, we wouldn't even know about this until just today, really. I mean, I think they might be effective at it towards people who are 
already overly interested in that. Because, like, I'm interested in it, like, in animal welfare and well-being, but I don't go and look for that information. So I wouldn't be their target audience in my eyes. Because I'm not actively seeking to make a difference. Like, I, I want change, but I'm, again, not actively seeking to make a difference for these animals. Like, Because let's be honest, signing a petition isn't going to do anything. And that's probably all about I do. Like, I do that and then donate money and that's it. I mean, the last petition I signed was to uh, try to get Wind Waker to the Nintendo Switch. Did that work? Probably not. I mean, you know how I feel about Wind Waker, but I got Ocarina of Time on Switch, so I'm okay. Oh boy, look at you. <laughs> so this is just like the tip of the iceberg for PETA. They've done other games on Pokemon. A lot of Pokemon, really. And just recently for Animal Crossing as well. Now this is where I draw the line. Hey. They can make, they can make fun of all of the other games. But not Animal Crossing. So back in 2020, PETA decided to release a vegan guide to Animal Crossing. That means you can't fish, you can't catch bugs, you can't have fun. Bah. They should have updated it recently. They should have to incorporate all of the new uh, cooking things that you could do. But it's just... Uh, uh, like, if you're a completionist and you play by these rules that PETA is saying that you should play by, you can never complete the museum, you can never get the golden tools... Like, you're just missing out on a whole chunk of the game. Speaking of the museum, PETA has made Blazers public enemy number one. Why? Because he runs a no-kill shelter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess technically, because he, he does hate those bugs with every fiber of his being, but he still takes tip-top care of them. All those fish I caught two years ago, they're still alive right now. Yep. Blathers knows what he's doing. And because of that, Peto's like, he's a cruel warden to these prisoners. <laughs> warden? Those, those fish and bugs live better than most humans do. They're raised in captivity. Have you seen those tanks? <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> those tanks are pretty nice. It's not like they're just in, like, here you go. Like, there's lots of enrichment stuff. There's lots of algae and coral that the fish can go play with if they're uh, mid-ocean. They got some deep-sea ocean enrichment toys going on. They've also got river enrichment stuff going on for the river fish. Like, Blathers knows what he's doing. Too bad PETA just can't come in and drop, like, a bucket of cyanide in every water tank. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, Blathers would just lose his shit. Like, he would go completely red eyes and then just, like, he'd pull out a gun or something. <laughs> uh. Oh, God. Anyway, this was mostly a joke episode. We talked about PETA versus gamers, but... I think that's really it for this. Yeah, there's not a whole lot. Um, it, it was just, uh, if you didn't know, PETA made games, now you know, type of thing. And 
Sure, we could talk about the future PETA games, including the one that's actually on the Nintendo Switch. The what? It's on the what? It's on the PS4 and Nintendo Switch. What the hell? What is this called? I'll tell you later. That's for next time. Fair. Well, until next time, I have been Mushy. I've been Chase, and you can find us on all the social medias. Most be Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Gitter, whatever, but you could rate us and review us on wherever you rate and review podcasts. If you liked us, be sure to follow us on every social media. Recommend us to a friend? Or a dozen, please? Yeah, do it. You know you want to. Because we are about to be closing up our second season pretty soon. Until next time, I've been Chase. And I've been Mushy. And next time, we talk about Sonic the Hedgehog number two. Buh. The game, not the movie. Buh. Special sneak peek. Now you already know. <laughs> Good night and farewell. Bye. Bye.